This photograph, often called Migrant Mother, is one of the most recognized pictures in the world. It is not the only one of Dorothea Lange's to win such fame. Readers will recognize others in this book. Her photographs often linger in viewers' memories, as if their intensity etched itself into the mind. Yet many who are familiar with the photographs do not know the name of the photographer, and very few know anything about her. This is partly because most of her photographs were published anonymously, and partly because, when she died in 1965 at age 70, only a handful of photography connoisseurs grasped her genius and her influence. That has changed. In October 2005, a vintage print of one of her photographs sold at auction for $822,400. She would have enjoyed the money. She earned little from her photography. And the fame. She savored recognition as much as anyone. But she would have questioned what it meant that a photograph of hungry men at a soup kitchen had become a luxury commodity. I have come to think of Lang as a photographer of democracy and for democracy. She was not alone in this commitment, for she had predecessors and colleagues, and today has as many photographic descendants. From her family of origin, her two extraordinary husbands, and friends of great talent, she absorbed sensitivity, taste, and technique. These people are part of her enabling context, and for that reason, this book includes them as major characters. So, too, the unique cultures of Hoboken, New York, San Francisco, and Berkeley play major roles in this story. The greatest influence on Lang's photography, however, was her historical era, so that also demands attention. Her career developed when the severe economic depression of the 1930s created a political opening for expanding and deepening American democracy. President Roosevelt's New Deal, responding to powerful grassroots social movements, made substantial progress in protecting the public health and welfare through regulation in the public interest, from securities and credit to wages and hours, and through institutionalizing aid to the needy, such as Social Security. Despite the miseries and fear it engendered, the Depression created a moment of idealism, imagination, and unity in Americans' hopes for their country. No photographer of the time, perhaps no artist of the time, did more than Lang to advance this democratic vision. Her photographs enlarged the popular understanding of who Americans were, providing a more democratic visual representation of the nation. Lang's America included Mormons, Jews, and evangelicals, farmers, sharecroppers, and migrant farm workers, workers domestic and industrial, male and female, citizens and immigrants, not only black and white, but also Mexican, Filipino, Chinese and Japanese, notably the 120,000 Japanese Americans locked in internment camps during World War II. Late in life, her democratic eye reached beyond the United States as she photographed in Egypt, Japan, Indonesia, and many other parts of the developing world. There, too, her focus was democratic. She photographed primarily working people through her lens of respect for their labor, skills, and pride. Most of Lang's photography was optimistic, even utopian, not despite, 
but precisely through its frequent depictions of sadness and deprivation. By showing her subjects as worthier than their conditions, she called attention to the incompleteness of American democracy. And by showing her subjects as worthier than their conditions, she simultaneously asserted that greater democracy was possible. Because her photography was both critical and utopian, its reputation and popularity had varied with dominant political moods. During the Depression of the 1930s, her photographs became not only symbolic, but almost definitive of a national agenda. The agenda aimed to restore prosperity and prevent further depressions, to alleviate poverty and reduce inequality. It stood for national unity and mutual help, and delivered the message that we must indeed be our brother's keepers.